Hi, I'm Daisy. And I'm Kat. I'm trans. And I'm cis. And we're in a relationship and we're going to talk about that. This week, we're talking about me coming out to Kat. This is the big one, people. How did Daisy tell me she was trans? How did I take it? Did we fight? Was I perfect? We already know about that stuff, and soon you will too. This is The Daisy Diaries. Hello, Daisy. Hi, Kat. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I am pretty good. I'm feeling a bit nervous today. Yeah, we've been putting this one up for a little while. Sort of. We tried to record this. Today we're talking about Daisy coming out to me and what that was like. And as much as we are best friends, lovers, and are happily, <laughs> happily in a relationship, it was a tense, it was a stressful time. Yeah. Um, I guess this is like the last in our little trilogy of like coming out. Yeah. And it's the... It's the big one. It's, it's the... The most tense one, definitely. <laughs> yeah, because, well, it's because both parties are here. <laughs> yeah. We can misrepresent the facts about everyone else. Yeah. Just be like, oh, our families were, were weird and rude and yeah. our friends were lovely. Exactly. And you can say, you can't say that I was weird and rude without me being here to feel offended by that. Even though I have to say, at times I was weird and rude. <laughs> so we'll find out about that. <laughs> but before we get into that, I just want a bit of an update. We've actually only had a week between this, I think, and the recording of the last episode. Yeah. But the big update is that we've come out of stage four. Well, we've come out of lockdown. Yeah. We're coming out. This week. We're coming out again. <laughs> Will the two of us ever stop coming out? My <laughs> God. Um, no, but we've, we've come out of lockdown. Venues are open. Schools are back. And you yeah. work in schools, Daisy. And we can see people again. Yeah. So I wanted to chat to you about that because I'm wondering how you're feeling about kind of going back into the world because when you came out to everyone, we were either locked down or about to go back into lockdown. Yeah, I guess I'm feeling like a bit self-conscious when I'm seeing people I'm not super like really close with. So like I hang out with a friend today and that was great. It was like, you know, the same as we always are when we hang out. But then there was like a group of comedian friends and I was just like, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Nervous. Um, and when I went to pick you up, I was just wearing like really sloppy clothes and you were like, come in for a drink. And I'm like, I don't feel presentable. And I don't think I would have been like that before maybe. Yeah. Do you think, do you feel a pressure to present femininely to remind people, quotes unquote, or to communicate to people your gender? Yeah, I, I do feel that way. Do you want to present femininely? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, how let's okay. I see you every day, but for everyone else, how are you presenting right now? I guess pretty androgynous. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't like shave every day, so sometimes I have a bit of a bit of shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really wear makeup very often, and the clothes I wear, uh, yeah, just like t-shirts and jeans and stuff, which that's fairly nondescript. Yeah, and do you feel like that because this is something. For me, one of my first, I guess, I don't know if I want to say I was nervous about it. It was just something I felt unsure about, but was, you know, that I was, I guess I was like thinking you were going to start presenting hyper femininely and that that would be quite jarring for me or something. Mm. And that hasn't happened as yet. And now, I mean, now that I've had time to relax into the situation, I would say I'm no longer stressed about that, but it hasn't happened that way. 
do you feel like you're still on a journey heading that way or do you feel like you're not super interested in presenting super femme? I think you just said you do want to present a bit more femininely. A bit more, but yeah, not like hyper. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of effort. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Especially coming out of lockdown. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, It's it's zero to a hundred. Coming out, just looking my best. Coming out, then coming out. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, not that I have to be super hyper feminine to, to look my best. I look great. Every day, all the time. You look amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. That sounded sarcastic. I do actually think that you're very beautiful. Um, Blech. Yeah. Blech. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm getting off topic. I'm flirting with my girlfriend, but... We just record these episodes now with, um, <laughs> like, boxes over our heads so we can't see each other. I can't handle your face. It's too much. <laughs> so, you do want to present more feminine or you don't? I want to present, like, a little bit more feminine. More than you are now, but not sort of all the way to 10. So like I've been experimenting a bit more with makeup. I think I'm getting better at it (laughs) and that's been really fun. But yeah, like I haven't been able to go shopping and trying on clothes is like really important. I don't, I don't really like shopping online because things aren't really made for my body shape. No. And especially you have no experience with buying women's clothes. Mm. So you need to learn what is going to look good on you and what maybe won't. Yeah. I feel you. It's a journey. Yeah. I'm excited about it. The other thing, there's a couple of the other things I want to talk about before we get into the meat of the episode, but I'm wondering, would you agree with this, that because you came out to everyone sort of not face-to-face, most people, because mm. you couldn't, so everyone's been really accepting, which is amazing and great, and especially on social media, you just get a lot of, well, luckily in your case, you got heaps of positive reinforcement, which mm. is amazing, but I guess, is there a bit of that underlying fear that like it's easy for people to be really accepting? But when they're, like, talking to me in person... They might misgender you. They might do all sorts of weird things. Do you feel worried about that? A little bit, yeah. I feel like maybe in person people are going to be a bit more... Maybe careful is not the right word. But, like, for example, like, when I talk to my dad on the phone, I guess when I call him, my name comes up as Daisy. So at the start of the phone call, he'll be calling me Daisy. And then when we talk for, like, 20 minutes, he gets, like, relaxed and then forgets and then he'll just call me by my old name. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like when you're talking to someone in, in person, maybe... I don't know. There might be a bit more. If anything, there's less reminders. <sighs> there's no name on the phone screen. That's true. I don't know. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't worried about it until about one about minute it. ago. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not super worried about it. Um, I guess. I guess I'll see. Like I'm hanging out with all my friends in like two days, so we'll see. If it's not that, what what do you think the nervousness is? The nervousness. Yeah, you're saying you're nervous about seeing people like comedy friends. Ah, yeah. I feel like that's sort of a universal thing for a lot of people. You know, we've been alone for so long. Just being around that many people and being social, it's a big adjustment. Okay. So that thing you were saying before wasn't to do with being trans? Some of it was. It was to do with like how I... dare you talk about non-trans things on this (laughs) podcast. It's about my feelings. (laughs) Only women have feelings. So that's about being trans. (laughs) (gasps) Okay. All right. All right. I'm with you. I understand. It seems like you're feeling pretty good, honestly. Yeah. I, I haven't had any, like, huge speed bumps or anything, so it's, had, it's been pretty cruisy. I had a drama teacher when I was in year nine who would like to get us into, like, trust circles. Well, not trust circles, what are they called? Anyway, she would get us to sit in a circle, and we would all have to go around and tell a story, and she would go around trying to make us all cry, even the people who were happy, and I feel like I'm being her right now. <laughs> Like, I'm like, tell us, you're scared, right? Got a little sad you stick you're poking me with. Aren't you stressed? This thing could happen, this thing could happen. But no, if you're feeling good about it, I think that's amazing. Yeah. I'm happy for you. 
The other thing is that you went back to teaching. I did. It's weird because I work as a relief teacher. So I'm in different schools every day when I'm working. So I just don't think it's worth the effort of coming out to, you know, every single school I go to or or coming out to the, the agency that I work for. So they'll, they'll tell schools to like expect Daisy Webb and then I'll show up, you know, looking looking a certain way. I don't know. It seems like a lot of stress. So I'm still just going incognito to schools and it's been fine, I guess. It's been sort of a bit confusing. Like before I came out, I didn't really experience very strong dysphoria. It's only once I've started like progressing in this trajectory that I've sort of been feeling a lot of gender euphoria, feeling really good about, you know, how I'm looking and presenting and all of that. So going back to it, I I still haven't felt that dysphoria so it's been weird i'm like i could still just get by you know going as a man yeah i think that you have it made you well from what you were saying what you have said to me it it seems like you maybe made you feel some self-doubt and i think that there's something interesting to be said around the idea that trans identities and even queer identities more broadly are really based around struggle and suffering and that if that suffering isn't there you know you start to question the validity yeah. Of your identity, which I think is, you know, it's bullshit. Yeah. Hopefully. I hope it doesn't have to be that way. And I think, you know, it's great in your case that it isn't. I think that should be really affirming and, and shouldn't be a cause for you to doubt yourself. Yeah, just do what makes me happy. I love that for you. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. I'm setting the scene. It's January 2020. I want to ask you first, Daisy, how are you feeling before you told me? And describe the circumstances that led up to you deciding to tell me. So I, d- I didn't tell you that I was trans, did I? No. Yeah, I was just very confused. I was quite scared, actually, at the time. I had I had a mini freak out when I was... like you. Sh- so you showed, me, you showed me this YouTuber that you really like. <laughs> um, yes, I did. ContraPoints. And... I watched this video uh, that she made called Gender Dysphoria and I was just like, oh, there's a lot of, I can f- like understand a lot of the meaning in this and I can relate to that a lot. And I sort of just started obsessing over it a bit, like looking at a lot of subreddits and yeah, just a whole bunch of resources about like, am I trans? And yeah, I was just like consumed by it for like this whole week and you sort of picked up that something was bothering me. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I sort of tried to like brush you off because I wasn't really sure what I was really feeling. And as it turns out, I can be quite dogged in my pursuit of the truth Mm. at times. Yeah. This is like the first thing is that I really kind of bullied you into telling me. That's the truth. I'm not proud of it. I didn't. (laughs) I think I have some issues with boundaries at times, I would say. (laughs) Obviously, I didn't know that what you were struggling with was anything of this magnitude yeah and had I known that I would have pulled back Mm. I hope I didn't think it was anything like that and I was just really wanted to know but I was I was holding off on telling you because I wasn't sure if there was something to tell at that point as well yeah and you don't need a reason to hold off you know you shouldn't have to tell anyone I can can have secrets I don't have secrets (laughs) yeah and of course I it shouldn't have mattered you know that I didn't know I should have given you that space to have that, and I didn't, and I'm sorry about it. But we're here. Here we are. Things are amazing. Yeah. We have a podcast now. We do. Go us. <laughs> but yes, go on. Keep um, telling the story. So yeah, I did end up telling you about it, and... This is the other thing that I think would be interesting to people, because what I would have pers- thought 
and I don't know if what happened for you is more of an outlier or if what I think is more likely is that just there's a stereotype and the reality is people have all sorts of different journeys to kind of realizing that they're trans. If I say journey one more time, can we <laughs> cancel this episode? But you hadn't been toying around with the idea in your head for a long time before you came out. Mm. It was, yeah, all happened fairly quickly. Yeah. And I feel like every time I went to like a, like a GP or like a therapist or anything like that, they'd be like, so how long have you been feeling this? And I'm like, uh, a few weeks. And they're like, oh, that's, that's not very long at all. <laughs> And that's, I think, a feeling, uh, sorry, not a feeling, a question that family and friends ask as well. Yeah. And I know that's something that has been a bit, not well, not necessarily difficult for you, but you're like, this is a question that is potentially posed to discredit your experience. It is. Yeah, it is sort of invalidating. I, I only felt it really that way when my when my mum asked me that because it sort of felt like she was like bargaining. Yeah. And she probably, well, I'm not saying that that was her intention to do that, but internally for herself with what she was feeling. Yeah. She was probably thinking, okay, if this isn't that far along, maybe we can, uh, maybe it's not happening and we don't need to Yeah, do it. And I think I felt that a bit I as well. Even, like, I feel like there's a bunch of ways to interpret it. Like, if it's like, if you've been feeling like this for a long time, then it's, it's good that you're coming to terms with it. But also I'm sad that you couldn't trust me with it. Or like, there's so many. True. There's True. so many angles to come at that. I hadn't really thought of that. A lot of them, I feel like, ultimately are kind of a little bit self-serving. Like, you know, Definitely. I wish you'd included me in this or, like, I don't want you to change. So if it's been a short time, then think this through more, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, where were we at? So I was saying, I was just sort of making a note that it hadn't been a huge amount of time. So it went, I think, from you having seen those videos to telling me. Sorry, I haven't seen those videos. Like you're indoctrinated. <laughs> <laughs> From you having I mean, red pilled, <laughs> blue pilled, which is it? Well, red pill, red pill is like becoming conservative, right? Yeah. I'm having um, they're, they're little bright blue pills now, <laughs> estrogen pills, and I the think pink, sugar- white, and blue pill. Yeah, they're sugar coated as well. I don't know why that is. Your hormone pills. Yeah, they like melt in your hand like M and M's. I think. Okay, personally, I only like a sugar coated pill, and I think <laughs> they all should be. So don't complain about that. Yeah. Because you're a bunch of left-wing snowflakes, <laughs> and you Can't need have your medicine. <laughs> you need everything sugar-coated for you. <laughs> so, um, I ended up telling you, and you took it really well at first. At first, and uh, out of relief, I said one of the dumbest things I've ever said to you, which was, "Oh, I knew you'd be okay with it because you're bi." <laughs> and I, this is a good time for me to sort of fill in on my experience of this moment. Oh yeah, definitely. I. Was I mean, I think the reason I, I dealt with it so well in the in the moment is that, well, firstly, I am supportive. I was supportive immediately. Yeah. And I was genuinely supportive immediately in terms of you and your kind of what you were dealing with and your identity. I was supportive. But in terms of what it meant for, for our relationship and for myself – Obviously, it was more complicated and it was it was difficult for me at times. But I think in that first moment where you first told me, because like we said, I had kind of been like, what's going on? What's going on? Please tell me. It was like on that first day that I noticed something was going on, you had sort of really shut it down. You were like, I'm not comfortable telling you yet. I am going to tell you eventually. I remember you said that. You were like, you'll find yeah. out when, it, when the time is right. And I was like, but when will the time be right? <laughs> <laughs> but like I didn't ask you. And then a couple of days later, I was like, is the time right? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Oh, yeah. You can't handle secrets or surprises. I 
love surprises, but only if I don't know they're coming and also if I that I like them, obviously. Yeah. I feel like January is kind of fraught for you because it's like leading up to your birthday. You're just like... <laughs> I love my birthday. There's gifts coming. I don't know where from. I don't know what they'll be. I think... This is not true. I love my birthday and I love gifts. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but... So, I anyway, I was like, tell me, tell me, tell me. I had no idea. This is something I also get asked by people or have been asked by a few people is like, did I know or did I have a sense? No, zero. I had did not see it coming whatsoever. And in the week or days leading up to you telling me where I knew something was going on, nothing like that had entered my mind. So, you told me and I, the, I think the reason I reacted quite well was because I was in shock. And I think that when you're in shock, you kind of go to your default position. Do you know what I mean? And your default is just the most wonderful, lovely person. Oh, my God. Vomit. No, but my default is that I obviously support trans people. Yes. So I went there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Don't blow smoke up my ass. Come on. (laughs) But, yeah, I was in shock, so I kind of went to my default of the fact that I'm, yeah, I support trans people, and if you're trans, I support you. But internally, I was, like, freaking out, just really, like, overwhelmed, I would say, confused, surprised, and I was like, thank you so much for telling me. I think that's great. I totally support you. What you had actually said was something like, I've been feeling things for a while that I, I haven't understood like how to describe them, like those feelings or mm. how to identify what they are. But recently I think I've, I've worked out what those feelings are and I think it's gender dysphoria. And that was kind of what you said. I think that was it. That sounds pretty accurate, yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, a perfectly fine way because that was where you were at at the time. You weren't sort of sure what your gender identity was yet. Mm. So I think firstly I was like, maybe maybe she's saying she's non-binary or I was like, wait, are you saying you're a trans woman? Because I think I've said this a couple of times, but I think clearly well, the world's understanding or my pocket of the world's understanding of non-binary has come a long way. Yeah. That I'm like, oh. That was like your first. Just non-binary. And I think it was (laughs) – you know, almost not offensive, but like that non-binary to me at the time thinking I was partnered with a straight cis man, that it would be less of a shift Mm. if you were to be non-binary and that maybe nothing would change if it was that. Well, I guess like the perspective is like gender is like a spectrum, but it's sort of just like this blobby shape. So like it, I guess it seems less extreme to imagine transitioning from male to Mm non-binary like you would see that as somewhere in the middle even though it's something different yeah exactly anyway i was having all this internal freak out but i was externally saying that's amazing and i'm I'm really proud of you for telling me and obviously i totally support anything you want to do and then you go yeah i knew you'd be fine with it because you're bisexual (laughs) and i was like (laughs) yeah that's immediately like now you can't say anything (laughs) yeah it was like this is the standard obviously you're gonna be totally fine with this you're not gonna have any stresses about our relationship because i mean yeah and i but i couldn't say that in that moment because i was firstly still very shocked and secondly i didn't want to be like well i'm not fine with it so there way to have (laughs) false assumptions about how fine i am with things i am freaking the fuck out so then then what happened the next day we went shopping, <laughs> we- <laughs> which was your suggestion. Yeah, and my first response—I I suggested this within. Oh me! I suggested this within that first conversation where I was just in shock, and I was like, "I'm so supportive. I love you so much. Oh my god! I this is so great. I think what we should do is 
go shopping for girls' clothes tomorrow. Yep. Because that's not too much. <laughs> that is what we should do. Because I think I asked questions and you sort of identified that you were int- like that you would rather wear girls' clothes. That was one of the things you were kind yeah. of unpicking. So I was like, amazing. Or at least like something that I wanted to explore at the time. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, great, let's go explore it. Mm. What's the holdup? Let's go now. Oh, it's already after 5 p.m. Let's go tomorrow. And neither of us clicked that that would be stressful. quite extreme. No, well, I think I knew for me it would be stressful, but I was like, I'm doing the right thing for my <laughs> partner. But I, I mean... Just patting yourself on the back. <laughs> that is not what I was saying. <laughs> uh, no, I just... Fuck. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I was trying to do the right thing by you, but I think that I overshot a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Oh, good Lord. It's just, this is a stressful time in our lives to yeah. talk about. And now I do feel like a lot of that stuff are on the other side of, and it's funny to look back on it yeah. and how emotionally heightened it was. Yeah. It we was... were just in a heightened emotional state for, I would say, at least two months, which mm. isn't that long in the scheme of things, but. When you're in, in a it. fairly like new relationship as well, we'd been together like a year, less. We'd less been together, I think, eight months when you yeah. when you came out to me. So to hit that sort of turbulence that early on, that was stressful. It was stressful, definitely. And we went on this shopping trip, and it was just—I mean, we did get you a dress, and I think that was good. That was one thing that really early on for me solidified because. Sorry, I think we skipped over this bit a bit, but when you had told me you were having all this gender stuff and I initially thought you meant non-binary and then I was like listening to exactly what you were saying and talking about dresses and I can't remember exactly, but I was like, so do you think you might be a woman? And you said yes. And I was like, oh. And one of the things that really solidified to me, because you still weren't sure, but was that Mm. we went shopping and you got this dress and you took it home. Is it okay to talk about this? Yeah, this is fine. Um, I've been talking about me crying like every episode. So. That's true. <laughs> uh, Spoilers, but yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she cries a lot. No, you took a, you took the dress home. We weren't living together at the time. And then and you took a photo of yourself in the dress and sent it to me. And you were like, I put, when I put this on at home, like I cried. I love it so much and I feel so good. And oh, <laughs> it was nice. And But yeah. it really was a moment for me where I was like, okay, she might not be sure yet, but I feel like... Mm. It's a it's a strong sign. It seems like something's it, it seems legit. Like not yeah. that I am at all an authority on what is and isn't legit in this kind of area, but I think I don't know. For example, like with me being bi, I'm jumping around a lot today. I always thought, Oh yeah, like I'm attracted to women sometimes, but everyone's attracted to women sometimes. <laughs> and it wasn't until I talked to some authentic straight women who uh, do exist, believe it or not, and they were like, No, no. Like, we're never attracted to women. Yeah. And I was like, oh. You don't want to kiss them sometimes? Like, never? Never. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I am, I'm bi because that's about, okay. And that's <laughs> when I understood it. And I feel like you were going through the same kind of thing where you were like, I don't know, maybe I just want to be a woman and wear dresses, but like, I'm not really like, I, doesn't everyone sometimes wish that they were the other gender? And I was you know, like I think you were yeah. dealing with that, but I could see it and I was like, no, I have never wished I was the other gender. Yeah. Sometimes in a, like a political sense, like maybe my life would be a bit easier, <laughs> but not in an identity sense. So in yeah. that moment with the dress, I think that I sort of knew. But the shopping trip, other than it did have a good outcome, but it was fucking stressful. It was a stressful trip. You were <laughs> suggesting all these things and I'm like, oh God, like 
it's just probably too much too soon. Better than too little too late. Yeah. But it was a lot. We were like smuggling you into change rooms because I think we both felt really stressed. Like, you know, now more time has passed and it's like I think we've settled into or like it seems like you have and I feel the same way. Like, who cares? Mm. I'll go into a change room with the clothes I have. Yeah. No one's going to freak out and, like, kick me out of the store. <laughs> yeah. But we'd never – we went Anytime, from – Anytime, like, an assistant came up to help us, we'd just be like, we're good, we're good. <laughs> yeah. We, like, went in together and you'd come in with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one can see, <laughs> which is probably making you feel worse about things, yeah. that it was being treated like this dirty little secret. <laughs> uh, it was funny. So, yeah, we got back from the shopping trip and then – I think like over the next few days, the idea sort of settled with you. and Oh, it sunk in for sure. The realization of what would be coming sort of dawned on you, I guess. Mm-hmm. What did that feel like for you? I was, I mean, yeah, I was really upset. That's the truth. I was happy for you, but I was confused. I hadn't seen it coming. Like I kind of said, I thought that people who were trans had long lives of suffering and struggling with their trans identities. Mm. And then finally, like, let it out and were free. And that sort of wasn't what you were reflecting to me about your experience. Yeah. You, you hear a lot of the, um, like, born in the wrong body Yeah, story, just like, which... I've struggled with this since I was a little kid and mm. I've always known. And you very much weren't like that at all. You were like, I still don't. I've only been thinking about it for a short period of time and I'm still not sure. Um, so if I'm going to be honest about what I was feeling... Well, at first I was just feeling really overwhelmed. I kind of thought, (laughs) you know, I've finally found this relationship that feels really good and this is like such a spanner in the works. I Mm. thought like, yeah, I'm bi, as you so kindly pointed out. (laughs) But I had always, I'd always imagined myself ending up with a man because of, you know, compet and heteronormativity. And the fact that that is a really easy way to see your life panning out. And I had imagined that, yeah, I'd be able to have a wedding where I was the woman and there was a man and, you know, none of this stuff I had ever thought about. I mean, I had, you know, I had never really articulated these thoughts to myself, yeah. but having you come out or sort of tell me what was going on for you really made me confront them, which has been one of, like, at the time was really shit, but over time has been one of the um, gifts, I guess, or like really great parts of this for me is that it does kind of confront you with a lot of your assumptions and your sort of beliefs about yourself and your life Mm, um, that are subconscious and you can interrogate them and choose which ones are valuable and which ones aren't and I think a lot of those ones that were really around essentially traditional heteronormative values and you know getting married and having two kids and I'm gonna wear a white dress and my husband will wear a black suit yeah are not that valuable or a blue suit if they're fun yeah Maybe a cream suit if I hate them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I was feeling really upset and really I think I I was feeling sadness, I was feeling grief, and I was feeling a lot of pressure to not show you that I was feeling that way. not, like, say anything bad or, like, say anything that would, like, scare me or upset me. Yeah, not say anything bad, not upset you, and not even show you that I was struggling too much because I didn't want that to be taken as telling you you shouldn't do whatever you want to do. And I am not someone who is particularly uh, good at hiding what I'm feeling. So that pressure was really immense for me and it didn't last very long. I, I broke down pretty quickly. I think like within a week we were talking about it again and I just broke down crying. Yeah. That's when you, you did end up saying some like hurtful stuff. I felt like I couldn't hold it in. 
and to I be guess, honest. Like for me, having that that support that was then sort of pulled back a bit, that was quite upsetting. You were really sad. I remember what I said that was really upsetting, which is what I said that I, I felt like I didn't don't know who you are. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking of too. Yeah, you were so upset by it and I felt so guilty for it. It is what I was feeling, not because I felt lied to, just because I felt confused. Yeah. That's what it, what I mean. It like It's like, what? okay, so if you're not what I thought you were, then what does that mean? Does that mean all these other things I thought about you? No, I still think those are true. So what does gender even – it's just like totally – unsettles one of the key ways that we like categorize people and understand them yeah and especially in an intimate relationship of course you gender whether you're in a same gender relationship different gender relationship gender typically plays a very significant role whether you realize Mm. it or not yeah and I remember what I was really struggling was was that I was still thinking to myself like I kept freaking out and then I keep going to myself he's still the same person he's still old name yeah and then I go wait, wait wait but no it's not even he necessarily and that name isn't even gonna be right necessarily yeah so I can't even say that most simple statement to myself yeah and I couldn't even say she yet because you hadn't taken on those pronouns yeah. and also it did not I hadn't picked a name yeah yeah and it didn't yeah. feel right to me at all so I was just like ah I was freaking out but yes that manifested in me saying I feel like I don't know who you are anymore while crying and I think I said it to be honest probably in a bit of an accusatory way It just really, like, zeroed in, like, my insecurity. I was like, I don't know who I am. I'm sorry, babe. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, too. Um, And I also remember you saying you were so supportive when I first told you, and and now you seem completely different, and it really hurts. And it was heartbreaking for both of us, I think. Um, But we got through it. We did. And I think that even though I definitely said some things I really regret saying – or not even exactly regret, but some things that, that no longer represent how I feel about the situation. Yeah. And that I think represent some pretty big misunderstandings of the situation or not really knowing much about what it really means to have a trans person in your life. Mm-hmm. I think that it would be unrealistic to expect this process to go by without any of those moments happening. Yeah, like you're holding your past self to a standard that maybe wasn't really like achievable at the time. No, no. And I would say that I, I felt like you were holding me to that standard a bit as well. Yeah. No, you didn't mean to. And when actually I have to say that once you it became clear that I was struggling, you were really open to that and you didn't expect it from me. But I just yeah. felt like you initially – I remember I was like – have so you were like, I've been stressing about it so much. I've been worrying like, what's my mum going to think? What are my friends going to think? And I was like, oh, did you worry about what I would think? You were like, no, I knew you'd be fine with it. Yeah. I was like, did you think about how I'd react? You're like, no, I didn't think about it at all. <laughs> You literally said that, and I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't being supportive at all. Before we talked about it, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> that yeah, you didn't quite realise what the magnitude of this was going to be for me. Yeah, it was so naive. And... That's what I – it wasn't offensive. I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Of course, this is, like, really a big deal for me. Yeah. Because, of course, the biggest question that comes up when something like this happens is, are we going to stay together? Yeah. In my mind, I think, again, this wasn't something you had really considered. But for me, that came up. I had some doubt. Were you worried I would break up with you because of you coming out to me? Or were you worried that we might not weather the storm? Um, Sort of both. Yeah. I have to say, to the credit of our relationship, even though when you first told me, I, I was not tossing up. But, you know, the question entered my mind is, does this change things for me? Yeah. And I pretty quickly decided it didn't. 
in the short term mm. and that I would just have to wait and see for what happened later. And there was no moment when I felt like we were going to break up, actually. There have been times before you came out to me when we had, like, really big arguments. Oh, not arguments. We've never even had, like, really like, we don't, really big arguments. We don't anyway. scream it out because you're a very docile, sweet <laughs> person. Daisy is so good at de-escalating conflict, and I'm the social worker here. I should be good at it. <laughs> uh, but in my personal life, if anything, I get a kick out of revving it up. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but no, we don't argue. But yeah, I guess what I want to ask you is how, in those first few like weeks or months, what were you hoping for from me? And what do you wish happened differently maybe and what went well? Wow. Um, and just to say, you know, I know that you're going to say, oh, you've been great. I know. I just mean, you know, perfect world or whatever. Yeah. Well, I feel like if I could do it again, I would probably communicate it differently to you. I feel like maybe that's where some conflict sort of came from. Not like conflict, but friction, you know, like it came from the way that you initially reacted to it and then. I don't know. I guess I would have broken that to you differently because then your reaction sort of might have been more in line with how you would immediately feel. Maybe. Rather than it sort of being like this strong thing and then like a a drawback. And I don't think that's to do with how you delivered it to me. I think I was just very shocked. Okay. And then I probably would have been shocked no matter what. Yeah, I think you have been very supportive. We've had like some really tough conversations, but I think that's something that's really like strong about our relationship. We do talk about those things rather than avoiding them. And when we talk about it, we are always just very respectful of each other. And yeah, I think I think that if anything it has strengthened our relationship because it, you know, it has forced a lot of difficult conversations or again, like I was saying earlier, it makes you really consider things that you might just take for granted. Yeah. otherwise and really say mm, do we like this like this or mm. do we want things this way or yeah so I think it's been strengthening and that we've been able to be really honest with each other I feel like on one hand like you think you're very conflict averse but I don't think that I think that you de-escalate conflict you don't want to have a, a screaming match or an argument but you're very willing to have like a straightforward honest conversation about something mm. pretty much no matter what it is yeah so it's been in that way I felt like we've been able to communicate well but do you feel like anything about like that I let you down in any ways be honest I feel like the thing that maybe we're leading towards talking about was one thing that I maybe wish had gone a bit differently Uh so I guess we'll talk about that now Uh you yeah you like to share things with people to work through them anytime you've got something going on you'll call like a bunch of different people to, <laughs> to, talk to about it. hash it out and we did talk about this a bit in the last episode but we sort of talked about it from like your perspective, perspective not in terms of like us and what our dynamics were mm-hmm. but yeah so you you wanted to tell some people and I asked if I could tell anyone and you were sort of like only if it like you wanted it to be someone that oh, you only if know. it's someone that I don't so know. I kind of chose yeah. who that's why I told him and you didn't really get the, the buzz that you needed from the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying some roasted. Stuff, very uncharitable takes roasted. on this. No, I don't mind. That's fine. But yeah, you still needed to talk to someone like a bit closer to you. I really wanted to tell my best friend, Aaron. Yeah. That's what it was. And I think that I wanted to tell Aaron. Sorry that I've interrupted you. I'll, oh, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I wanted to tell Aaron. You said, I'm not ready for Aaron to know yet. I'm not ready for anyone to know yet. Mm. I needed to tell my best friend or I wanted to tell my best friend and talk to her about it. And I didn't feel like (laughs) satiated. (laughs) Then what happened? Well, then 
yeah, you still wanted to tell Aaron. And eventually I was like, okay. But then I think I tried to like walk it back. You did. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm still not comfortable with that. But you were like, ah, but you said. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you did end up telling her. Yeah. And it was so good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't good for you. I would say there's two things that we really argued about and it's hard to talk about because on the one hand I do feel like, you know, you had this massive thing going on and it, it should have 100% been led by you and I understand that. And so in that way I really do feel like I violated a boundary and I feel bad about that. On the other hand, I was like really struggling yeah. and I just wasn't coping very well. I, I needed to talk to someone about it because I didn't want to also speak to you about how I was struggling because mm. that would have been, you know, just an extra pressure for you to deal with. So I just felt like our needs in that situation were really at odds. Yeah. And I got what I wanted, not you, which, yeah, I feel guilty about it on one level, but I'm also really glad that happened in another way because it really did help. I think it helped me for myself and I think it also helped me to be supportive for you. Mm, That's true. But I don't know. How do you feel about it looking back? Looking back, I can see it's what we needed. I feel like if you hadn't been able to talk to her, you would have been in like a much worse state. And I feel like it would have just created a lot more tension between us. Yeah. So, yeah, while the fallout from it was, you know, not great, I think it ultimately is what we needed. Yeah. We ended up having a big fight about it. Well, not a huge fight, but we argued about it. And (laughs) some things were said. Yeah. That I think they were – I think that was, like, the worst point we got to. I think it was good because it just brought some things to a head that we could then later talk about. Mm. But yeah, we like, this is after the fact. Um, Because I think another thing that we are different is that I feel things in the moment as they're happening and you tend to not necessarily feel super emotional as something is happening and then process it. Unpack it later. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a bit after I I spoke with Erin about it, you started feeling pretty like your boundaries had been violated Mm. and pretty uncomfortable with it. And you were sort of like, you backed me into a corner. You said that I was being really selfish. Yeah, I I said that. I felt like you always put your needs above mine, which was, ooh. It wasn't. I mean, but that's how you were feeling, but it wasn't nice. Yeah. And it was definitely like an emotional thing to say. It wasn't true. It was just I was feeling very. Yeah. Is that how you feel now? No. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a talk. Brutal <laughs> reveal. <laughs> Plot twist. Breakup episode. Live breakup. <laughs> yeah. It was. I don't know. We kind of talked about this argument we had um, before we started recording because you don't really remember it that well, Daisy. No, I don't. You like vaguely remember that it occurred, but you don't remember the details. Yeah. And I feel bad about that because I remember some of the specific things you said to me. You probably said some equally hurtful things back, but we don't remember them. We don't know. Maybe (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) Maybe I'm perfect. But yeah, that is what I remember is you saying those things. And we just didn't, we didn't resolve it in that moment. But I think it was really good because I don't even know if this is a fair characterization of it, of the situation. But I think after I, I talked to my therapist about it and she managed to get me to admit that I was feeling quite angry at you, mm. which I don't think I had really been able to admit up until that point. Yeah. Because I thought that there was a lot of responsibility on me to be a good partner and that if I was failing at that, that was sort of on me. Yeah. And like you weren't really having the room to emote much at all, I guess. Yeah, but but I couldn't stop myself emoting. So it was just like shooting out in random directions. And then I realized I was angry at you. And whether or not 
I was justified in that anger to me isn't really the point. The point is that I managed to identify that I was feeling it. Yeah. And then we were able to talk about it and I was able to say, I just feel like there is a huge amount of pressure on me. And to say that I'm selfish, like I'm, I'm trying really hard. And I know that you feel like when I ask for these things or when I articulate a, a difficult feeling I'm having, that that means that I'm not censoring myself. But actually, there are plenty of times when I am censoring myself. And that's why I want Aaron to know. Mm. And I think it was good for us yeah, to have that conversation. I don't know if you agree. I think it just opened up like a lot more understanding between us about like what we were both feeling. Yeah. And that was really important. Yeah, I think there was for this issue particularly, but also maybe in general, just needing to come to that understanding that like maybe there's not a right and a wrong. Maybe this is actually just a really messy situation yeah. where we're going to come up against each other's feelings a bit. The other big fight we had, or not a big fight, but the other tension we had. <laughs> I'm embarrassed because it's stupid. It was about <laughs> it was about um, babies. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lost the plot. Yeah. I think this was just a way that my feelings were manifesting. Because I think one of the other emotions I felt, not in the first couple of weeks, but after that, was like a bit of resentment, to be honest. Mm. I really want to say what it was and say the truth, because otherwise, what's the point? So I'm going to be quite blunt. But, and you know, this is not how I feel anymore. But I think I was feeling like, you know, she didn't even, she wasn't even upset before. And now she's going to do all this stuff. It's going to make her life more difficult. It's going to make my life more difficult. It's going to make our relationship more difficult. And for what? She was already happy. Yeah. That's what I was feeling, which I know. Oh, my God. Yikes. Um. Yeah. But also, like, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Like, I feel like anyone listening to this would be like, yikes. But also, I feel like a lot of people would react that way when confronted with it personally. Yeah, definitely. And what this manifested in is that specifically I was feeling resentful that you want your own kids. Mm -hmm. I am so-so. Yeah. You were going to go on hormones and now have gone on hormones that... Make me infertile. Make you infertile. Yeah. So if we were going to have kids together, I would have to do IVF. What a future problem, you know. Didn't need to get into it. We had <laughs> been together. together for nine months. Yeah. Like I cannot <laughs> stress this enough. I was 24 years old, maybe just turned 25. But I was like so angry about it. It's like IVF <laughs> is such a big deal. It's so expensive and I have to have all these injections. And at one point I was like, do you think you could just wait for a year before going on a hormones and then we'll have a baby in a year? Like I said that. It <laughs> yeah. was, I lost the oh plot. I went, I, I lost it. Like I just. <laughs> it's again, another thing that I find very funny to look back on because that is not a good idea. But I was like, if you want your own kids so much, why don't we just have one now? Huh? <laughs> What I was like, the anger that was in my head was like, you're making this decision about your body that's going to affect the choices I have to make mm. about my body. Like, how very dare. I love that that's like the reaction as well. It's not like, oh, that's too much pressure on our relationship. I'm going to leave. <laughs> it's, oh, this is happening now. Fine. I'm having your baby straight right away. Now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, la la. That was... It wasn't my best idea. Like, okay, fine. I was like, could you wait a year? No. Could you wait six months? <laughs> it's just like bargaining it down. We're like haggling over my... Oh, how long you'll wait before you go on yeah. hormones. Oh, I caramba. <laughs> anyway, we didn't. Mm. Daisy's on hormones and I am not pregnant. Uh, which I some think news. Is... <laughs> We're breaking up and I'm having a baby. <laughs> it's like a spite breakup. You're still having my baby, but we're done. 
Well, I feel like, is that the other, like, I don't, this is not how I experienced it at the time, but I'm like, is that the other thing that was going on for me under the surface? I was like, she is not going to leave me. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to trap her, <laughs> trap her with a baby. Yeah. Because, yeah, I guess that's the other thing that's probably worth talking about is, do you feel like, I mean, you know, we're young and we haven't been together that long. Even now it's been like a year and a half. So who knows? But do you feel like our relationship, do you have concerns? At the moment? No. That's oh, I know. nice. Do you? Uh, <laughs> no. Well, now I'm, now I'm <laughs> Surprise. No, no, no. It's not that I have concerns about our relationship. I think our relationship is very strong. I feel more secure in it probably than I ever have at the moment. Mm. So it's not that. But I do – my worry is that maybe one day or in the, like, not-so-distant future, you'll feel like there are parts of your identity that you want to explore that you can't explore while you're in a relationship with yeah, anyone point sense. blank and like who am I to hold you back from exploring that yeah and that is definitely a concern that I have initially I was more concerned that I would find like would will I still be attracted to you if you are on hormones like I don't know things are going to change your smell is going to change I had this whole thing about the fact that her smell was going to change <laughs> um now I don't I don't think that that is likely to happen I mean who can say but it's not really my concern anymore I'm more just like you know this is a major thing for you and we're still in our 20s. You're young and you maybe you want to go out and date as a woman and, and you know, see the see the world as a woman, yeah. you know? Well, you haven't really dated, apart from me, you haven't dated any women either. So, like, that's it's just as valid for you to want to explore that too. Yeah, but you've done that for me, haven't you? Now like, I'm dating a woman. Yes. I've had both experiences. Yeah. You walked me right up from coach to first class. <laughs> Economy. Sorry, we're not in America. Yes, that is true. Well, it's funny because it went from <laughs> before you had come out to me to it being like, maybe I need to go explore with women. And then you were like, ha checkmate. But maybe I need to explore as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not really someone who like dates a lot anyway. So it, it's not really something that I feel like I'm missing out on or anything like that. So No, I know. Who knows? Yeah, it's just that there's a lot of unknowns. And I think, again, it's one of those things where, like, there's always unknowns. Mm. And there's no guarantees in relationships, you know, no matter how stable your relationship and no matter how middle-of-the-line, vanilla, traditional your relationship is, no one can really make a promise to you that your relationship will be the same, you know, even in a year than it is now. Yeah. But something like this that, again, unsettles so many assumptions, it really makes you face that reality. Yeah, which I think has been valuable in some ways, but it can be stressful sometimes. But what I would say that I really value in our relationship is that I do think we really respect each other. We communicate with each other a lot. Oh, not a lot, but really well. And I would hope that if we do, you know, face down those challenges, I think we'll do it in a way that is really kind to each other. And I think that even though I do kind of want to be in a relationship that is life lasting, it is more important to be in relationships that are kind, even if they end. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's the message for oh, today. God, I feel uncomfortable being that sincere. <laughs> Which is such bullshit. I always, I swear half the time I'm like, I hate being sincere. And then the other half of the time I am just the biggest fucking cheese ball ever. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. Can't a woman have duality? Absolutely. God. I feel like we can wrap it up here. Let's wrap it up, baby. Cool. Talk to you later. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.